Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Bleeding Brain Podcast, a part of BrainTalkMedia.com and BrainTalk.blog. My name is Trevor. The purpose of this podcast and blog is to discuss topics and things going on in the brain injury survivor and mental health survivor world, talk about maybe treatments that are helping those going through brain injuries and mental health issues, as well as just sharing the lives of brain injury survivors and mental health survivors, which leads me into this podcast today, which is my interview with Melanie O'Brien from Canada. Now, Melanie has had two brain injuries, and she has been using magic mushrooms, also known as psilocybin, to really help improve her life as a brain injury survivor. So we talk about obviously the shrooms, the mushrooms, where she gets them from, how she takes them, as well as what it's like living on a farm and much, much more. I hope you enjoy this. I sure did. Thank you for listening. So tell me about your brain injury. What what was it? When was it? If, if you don't mind sharing. So I've had I've had two brain injuries. Okay. Uh, the first one was in 1995. I was 18 years old, and I was at a school learning um, horseback riding and instruction, and someone left doors opened the arena that were always supposed to be shut and this horse I was cooling out actually dragged me through the arena doors and I hit a metal post that supports the breezeway between the arena and the barn head first oh my god mm-hmm. so I was mostly unconscious for about a week um in fact, for the first little while, I was just unconscious in my bed in in residence uh-huh. because they didn't take me to the hospital. They took me back to residence. Oh, wow. And my mom was trying desperately to get a hold of me and couldn't get a hold of me. And people were saying I wasn't in my room because I was unconscious in my room. Uh-huh. Um, there were actually no phones in the room and mom was trying to like call the payphone at the hall and people be coming and banging on my door and I was unconscious in my room. Oh my god, that's so scary. And finally they got the students to open up my door and take me to the hospital um, where I spent a few days before just basically they said, yeah, she's had her bell rung, she's been unconscious for, you know, mostly unconscious for a few days but she's come around now so she can go home yeah and that's that was my aftercare yeah that's a crazy story well how so it's been an over it's, 20 years since your recovery yeah about or, 26 years or so um 10 years after that i had another accident with a horse where I was taking one horse outside and another horse broke out of his pasture and ran me over while I was leading the other horse and kicked me in the head and it was March and I don't know how long I was unconscious in the driveway. Um, Mm -hmm. A few hours, I think. Um, I finally came to because of my dog. He woke me up, and I think he was laying on me, keeping me warm as well. Aww. And I managed to 
drag myself into the house and dial 911 and I had hypothermia and ended up getting airlifted to the nearest major medical center at the time, um, which is London, which is about two and a half hours away from here by car, so south uh-huh. of, of King Garden, so... Wow, you know it's that was my second. Yeah, it's crazy. And I had I had an acquired brain injury, so I was born with it, kind of like a brain aneurysm type thing. And uh-huh. you know, I was doing some writing this morning and last night. I was asking myself, and I almost make a joke, like I wonder if I almost wonder if I'm meant to be tortured with having multiple brain injuries. Have you ever had that feeling or that thought? Yes, I have, especially in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. Um, two years ago, I was diagnosed with um, functional neurological disorder. And mm-hmm. basically, when I'm under stress, I have non-epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. And I was walking with a cane and... Mm-hmm like a lot of mobility issues and but and it, it was pretty scary I because I'm a pretty active person sure I still have horses no matter what after all these years so mm-hmm. um, wondering how my multiple head injuries could possibly have contributed to it yeah um that was that was my thought at the time. I was sure. noticing some cognitive deficits that went along with it as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and so. Are you on a certain medication to help with those epileptic type things you you were having? No, no, I don't. I strictly use cannabis for that. Okay, and that helps. I mean, that prevents it. It does. It does. Um, okay. Now. When it gets really bad, um, then it takes a really high level of THC and CBD oil together to okay. to really help it out. But mm-hmm. and even then, like in the mornings and stuff, before I've had, I still take a few pharmaceuticals. I used to take a handful every day, but mm-hmm. I'm down to like three, and one of them's an allergy pill. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So I, when you take I'm the, very happy with that. Yeah, I bet you probably f- just feel better, more like, I don't know, just more healthy. More aware, more awake. Uh-huh. Healthier, yes. So when, when you decided to take cannabis and CBD to help treat this and, you know, help make your life better, is it something where you went to a doctor who recommended it, or is it just something you kind of figured out on your own? Uh-uh. I pursued it relentlessly on my own. Okay. Um, mostly because I was tired of feeling drugged out constantly on all the pills. Mm-hmm. And especially during the day. Whereas with cannabis, you can take a little, you can take a little bit more, a little bit more. You can layer it if you need to. You can find that sweet spot mm-hmm. that you function really well on, but you're still just a little bit medicated. You know, if I need to sleep, I can do it till I sleep. Sure. There's, 
you know, whereas I, with pharmaceuticals, there was no happy medium. I was felt like a drooling idiot most of the time. Yeah. And I think when you're using cannabis, it's, I mean, it almost seems like it's more controlled, you know, like, you know, exactly what yeah. you're smoking or you're ingesting and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's especially when, mm-hmm. when you're growing some of it yourself and you can okay. have control over it from the very beginning of the product to the end, everything that's going into it and flushing it properly and curing it properly and it's it's a great feeling no that's all that's amazing and you know the one thing that really caught my attention with you is i think you said you're microdosing psilocybin is that correct yes i am now um for people Um, out there who don't know what psilocybin is that's magic mushrooms correct that is correct. Do you grow those yourself? I have a kit to do it, but mm-hmm. it requires you heating a small room up to almost like 30 degrees Celsius. So I got the kit in the winter and I was kind of waiting to the summer would, where it wouldn't be so hard to heat a closet or something up to the, to about 30 degrees Sure. in order to do it. Um, I have a online supplier that I buy my stuff from and sometimes I get it from a friend of mine I good look for different different reliable suppliers I guess you could say because it's not you know um, it's not considered a medicine it's a drug yeah not yet so at trying least. to find a good reliable mm-hmm. source is something that's important to me sure so that's why I want to I do want to be able to grow it myself but right now I just haven't I've I'm busy even with the the two head injuries I find (laughs) um the ADHD really kind of comes out Uh (sighs) (coughs) excuse me no sure I was going to say you know I have my job and I have you know, the little kind of hobby farm with ducks and geese, turkeys, and That's a couple fun. of horses. And then we uh-huh. have cats and dogs at home and kids and grandmothers. grandmothers. So, <laughs> yes, we're busy. That's amazing. And I do definitely want to ask more about more about that and your family and things like that. But obviously I want to dig more into the the. the the psilocybin and things like that so for yeah, many the psilocybin, yeah. so because a lot of people you know there's two different ways of taking um a psychedelic it's obviously microdosing which you're doing where you take a very little amount each day and then there's obviously doing doing like a psychedelic trip where you work with like a spiritual counselor to help with help with that have you done something yeah. like that as well no i haven't and i would love to um, but, uh, it's not something that's, the teacher hasn't found me yet. Let's yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you hear, it can, it can, it sounds like from all the, all the trip, it can be a traumatic experience. It's still rewarding, but it can be a difficult one to do. And you need yes. the right person there to guide you. 
Yeah, I have a friend who does it as well, and he says every time he does a macro dose, he says it's a terrible trip, but he feels so much better afterwards. Now, I've done macro doses my, myself, uh-huh. um, and my husband as well. Okay. Now, he feels the if he does not microdose, mm-hmm. he's felt the effects of the mushrooms more than I have. And I wonder if it's because I microdosed that on the occasion it's been maybe two or three times we've tried it in the last couple of years. Sure. Um, that we tried a real mushroom trip. And uh-huh. I took seven grams of mushrooms trying to this was over like three or four times trying to find something that would give me what I would consider to be an almost spiritual experience. Yeah. I had seven grams of mushrooms and uh-huh. I mostly just felt sleepy. Yeah. I was up for a bit and saw a little bit of, it almost looks like the sky is breathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's... Everything has an inhale and an exhale. But that was it. I have friends who talk about seeing colors and mm-hmm. seeing things morph and change, and I don't see anything like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of the things I heard, what people see, and you know, like we were mm-hmm. like we were saying earlier, it can be you can see something nice, but you can also see something very frightening. So, how much are you taking as far as microdosing? About two hundred milligrams okay. is what I take. It comes. Uh, when I buy my microdose capsules, I buy them from the same place that I get the regular mushrooms from. Um, and okay. it's called Earthly Provisions mm-hmm. is the name of the the capsule. And it has 200 milligrams of the active psilocybin okay. in it. And yeah. then it also has some calming or supposedly calming herbs like or adaptogens like ashwagandha uh-huh. uh, ginseng and stuff like that yeah that's that's amazing and so i take that every uh-huh. three days so it's oh good um one day on and then three days off and then one day and uh-huh. then three days off and then one day that's good and i'm not and sure i do find i have more energy that's amazing. And I didn't ask, post your brain injury, do you have any like symptoms or paralysis or anything like that? I have, I have an essential tremor. Okay. So I wake up vibrating kind of. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and by the time, by the time I've had my morning bowl, it's gone. But the morning bowl gets rid of the essential tremor. But when I'm having my coffee or brushing my teeth, my hands are shaking. Um, it's primarily on mm-hmm. my right side. Got you. But it's the whole thing. Like some mm-hmm. some mornings I'll wake up and if I've had bad dreams or something the night before, something that's agitated me, it's worse. So mm-hmm. I'll get so that I'm, my entire body is shaking. And... It's really annoying. Yeah, that has to be difficult. And my left side was affected, and I also have double vision. So I don't have full feeling of my left side, and that obviously makes things challenging. Um, 
and you know, fr frustrating, like kind of, kind of like you were saying. What would you say is the difference of quality of life and health from a scale of one to ten um, when you're microdosing compared to your not doing it? Oh wow, it's made a huge difference. Okay. Um, because I started microdosing after I was diagnosed with functional neurological disorder mm -hmm. and I knew that something something had to change I saw a neurologist and he said look you've got to get off all these pills they're yeah. exacerbating your symptoms they're making you 10 times worse and I had been reading a lot about microdosing and treating resistant depression and mm -hmm stuff like that and I thought you know what it can't hurt <laughs> at this point the amount of pharmaceuticals that's been shoved into me yeah some psilocybin's not gonna hurt me mm -hmm. and it did it made a difference that, I was that's able incredible. it took about it took about six months and I was able to go back to work and I still have my down days but I don't have days sure. where I can't get out of bed anymore that's incredible. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. And that's amazing to hear that you found something that is making that much of a difference in your life. And it's not, you know, like a pharmaceutical type drug. It's something natural from the earth, you know? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, that's cool. Do you think it's the combination of the cannabis and the, and the psilocybin is really what's hitting the home run or do you think you could do good without one or the other i think it's both okay um i would have to say it's definitely both because i've been using both i use cannabis i was using some cannabis when i was first diagnosed with the functional neurological disorder so the cannabis itself wasn't enough to deal with the stress on its own but uh -huh. things have been relatively stress-free now sure and i've added the psilocybin to the mix and i think that's what's made the difference it's just it gives me enough energy because usually one of my on days is a friday and let me tell you it's a lot easier to finally make it through that last day of the week uh -huh. when you've got that microdose in you <laughs> Oh, I bet. And so you only take it every three days, you said? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, there was, it was a protocol I read specifically for microdosing, and I can't remember the name of the guy who designed it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty standard to do three days off and then one day on, from what I've read, anyway. Okay, and now are they the microdosing? Do you how do you take it? Is it a pill or do you eat it or? Yeah, it comes in a capsule. Really? It's a big capsule, but it's a capsule. That's easy enough. Mhm. Mm Very cool. Okay, good. No, that's amazing. That you know, it's making. I need to research and looking to do that. And you know, like we were talking earlier. I'm, I'm kind of nervous about trying the um, 
doing a spiritual type, you know, that way I think the microdosing yeah. might be a better way of going about it. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so tell me a little bit more about your family and the farm and things like that. That sounds fascinating. Oh, wow. Well, if you don't um, mind sharing, I know it's personal, obviously. No, I don't. I don't mind sharing. Okay. Uh, we got this house a year ago, just a year ago, uh, mm-hmm. the first of June. Um, before that, we had been renting, and we lost about three different houses because uh, the houses were sold while we were renting them. So we moved mm-hmm. five times in the last like five or six years <laughs> oh wow and now we're yeah and now we have uh, my mother-in-law living with us as well okay she came to live with us when i was first diagnosed with my neurological disorder sure but it was a good move um like her husband had passed away mm-hmm. and she was in the city and we were a f- we need, yeah, we needed each other, as she says. Yeah. And we're good company. She's an old hippie. She's great. <laughs> is that her laughing in the background? Yes, it is. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's, you know, I can, I was, so I was 14 when I had my brain injury and um, I think 15 or 16 when I had the second one and um you know, obviously I was so dependent of my my parents, you know, and my brother and mm-hmm. my friends and things like that because my limitations physically and obviously, um, you know, I was kind of dead to the world for a while. So, you know, we don't, it's important for yeah. us all to have our family and our support systems for things like that. Um, yes, it is. You know, when you were having those those difficult days, whether it be ridden with really tough fatigue or just frustrations of having a brain injury and a disability and everything going along with it. Um, what can, can tell me a little bit about, you know, your, how your friends and family helped you get through that and thing, you know, like, and think, Oh, wow. My husband has been great. After my second head injury um Mm -hmm. i I was actually engaged to a man at the time and after my second head injury he he couldn't handle it yeah and he left um and it was about 12 years ago now that i met my husband um he knew i had a head injury Mm -hmm. in the past um, and he knew that I dealt with depression and fatigue and all those sorts of things, but he didn't care. He's, he jumped in with two feet and, uh, has been a great partner ever since. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what I would do without him. He's he's got his own disability. He broke his back in a car accident seven oh, wow. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, he can't work. We're a double disability family. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. He does everything related to the house. Okay. And I work. He does all the grocery shopping, all the 
the stuff that means I would have to go out into social situations, which I'm not always keen on. Okay. Um, stuff like that. He does all the cooking and all the cleaning, and I couldn't do it without him. Uh, that's, yeah, it's some, definitely important to have supportive people and things like that. You sound very blessed in those regards. Um, you mentioned yes. You mentioned battling like depression and things like that, and obviously the the uh, I'm sure the cannabis and the psilocybin help with that. But are there other things you do to help battle or fight depression or depressive episodes? Because I'm sure they still come along every now and then. Yeah, well, I've always had my horses, okay. so no matter what, um. And I've been looking after them myself off and on mm-hmm. um, and on for the last, well, I guess since we moved up here, six years now, just because boarding them somewhere and having someone else care for them is so expensive, especially when I went to university for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the one horse I have, I've had since since my first brain injury i've had her 26 years oh wow so we're a team and that keeps me going yeah there's some days when i'm when i think why do i still own horses after all this sure but i'm still up i'm not laying in bed feeling sorry for myself or crying until my eyes are swollen shut or something like that (laughs) yeah no, it can be easy. Yeah. That, that's the easy thing to do, right, is to just let yourself kind of sink in that deep, dark hole. But, you know, that's not yeah. that's not a place for anyone to live. So, yeah, um, are there any other resources you think that or things that have helped you as a brain injury survivor that you think other brain injury survivors aren't doing or taking advantage of? Oh, wow. I don't know. I think that... The stigma against pot in Canada has to has to end, I think. And sure. doctors have to get more on board with it as a medicine. Because it would be a lot easier if people could see their general practitioner or whoever's treating them for their brain injury to have them prescribe the cannabis. Mm-hmm. Whereas... It, now it you know a lot of doctors won't do that you have to go to a specialty clinic or something like that and if you're in a small area like me mm-hmm. it means well until there was zoom meetings and stuff it or sometimes even besides the zoom meetings we still had to go every six months and give a urine test at one place where we got our our um, prescriptions our medical sure. prescriptions so yeah, the resources aren't, you know, available yet. I, th- I think they will be. I think we're still kind of changing. And I think, you know, doctors, yeah. I think doctors need to educate themselves more who don't specialize in those areas. But, but you know, like for me, myself, before I went, before I bought some um, marijuana to try and use, and I still haven't used it yet. I was looking for specialty doctors to, you know, figure out what I should try using, what would be best to help couple my brain injury and my paralysis and my double vision and things like that. And there really wasn't anything. Yeah. 
um, there wasn't anything. And I was like, what, why, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. And luckily the place I went to, and I have to imagine most, um, bud shops or dispensaries are like this. They, you know, they, they set you up with what they call a bud tender one-on-one with them. And you kind of have like a, deep conversation of what you're looking for and things like that so I told her my kind of short story you know my disability and that she told me about the three strands like the indica the sativa and the hybrids and the hybrids yeah and uh I just kind of figured with my situation I'm not looking to get energy I'm looking to just relax if I'm if my body's restless yeah. or feeling kind of tense Mm-hmm. I thought that uh, the indica, the indica is a relaxed one, right? Yes, they yeah. are always thinking in the couch, indica. I got you. <laughs> It'll put you in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and that's kind of what I was looking for. Not that I need an excuse, because sometimes it's just easier for, it's just easier to be on the couch. So yeah, that that was kind of all my questions, you know, and I don't want to take too much of your time. I just have one one last question, and this is kind of a fun one, is let's say you were to create a bumper sticker for every car out there. What would what would the bumper sticker say? What would it read? Love freely. Oh, perfect. Good deal. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for your time, and if you could send me the links to um, where you get the psilocybin, you know, I'll, yeah. I'd like to post it in the description or below of this podcast and the, and the article I'm going to read. So, you know, other brain injury survivors can maybe look into this or, you know, reach out to them mm-hmm. if they find it helpful. Because that's kind of, sure. that's the goal here is to um, help others. And I think, you know, you sharing your story here, this, I think you're really helping a lot of people. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm okay. glad I could help. Definitely. Well, have a great rest of your weekend and uh, enjoy the horses. (laughs) I will. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.